Welcome to the Build Your Life Coaching Biz podcast, where you get to learn how to become a professional life coach and start an online coaching business from scratch. I'm your host, Krista Kathleen, a professional certified coach and spiritual business mentor. In 2016, I got divorced and left my full-time job as a registered nurse and decided to bravely answer my calling of becoming a life coach so I could help to change lives as I traveled around the world. And now I wanna help you discover your purpose too. Having the freedom and flexibility to be your own boss and make as much money as you want right from your laptop will be one of the best gifts you ever give to yourself, your family, and the world. In these episodes, I'll give you real coaching combined with proven strategies and spiritual practices in order to help build your dream coaching business that feels perfect for you. Well, hello, my coaching friends. I returned back to St. Louis late last night from my peyote retreat in Palm Springs, California. And as promised, I said that I would record a podcast episode talking about everything that happened from using plant medicine in this new way. Um, I have attended a mushroom ceremony in South Africa a couple of years ago, but this experience was taking plant medicine to a whole new level for me. And I feel that it's my duty to share these stories and these experiences with you. And that way you can decide maybe if you want to try plant medicine in the future or I don't know what you'll get out of listening to this, but I'm sure you'll walk away with lots of gems. Um, But I just wanted to honor my experience today. And even though it's technically a working Monday for me, I always love to be super productive on Mondays. I decided that I need an integration day to honor my experience. And one of the core competencies that we teach in coach training is Um, creating and maintaining agreements with your clients. And one of the subtopics of that is honoring the experience for your clients and closing out the, the contract or the agreement. And I think that that's really important for us to do when we have these big transformational experiences to not just like stuff it down and then go back into our normal everyday lives doing things the way we did it before. I think the whole part of having these kind of transformational experiences is to learn new ways of being and doing and then seeing how we can incorporate that into our life moving forward and just maybe continue doing the same things. Like I'm going to be, you know, obviously always working on my coach training business every week, but I want to do it from this new energetic space and this new place of being with not letting my to-do list overwhelm me and, and take away from the magic that each day brings. And just uh, practicing more gratitude for the smaller things as well. Like um, that was one of the things that really blew my mind in the retreat is uh, every little thing we did, whether it was like enter the, the sweat lodge or um, drink water during the ceremony or walk outside to start the new day. Like Everything that we did, there was like a ritual around it and there was gratitude with it and just like taking the time to appreciate every small thing that is usually taken for granted on most days. And so that's kind of one of the new intentions that I want to bring back into my everyday life. And so even though there's a part of my brain right now that's like, Krista, it's a Monday, you've got shit to get done today. I was like, you know what? I want to slowly get back into my work week and rest. Definitely need to rest. It was a very (laughs) intense weekend. 
And even if it's a Monday, um, that it's okay to go at a slower pace today, right? Sometimes it's really hard to slow down and just share photos from my experience online and create this podcast episode and give myself time to to honor what came up because a lot came up. So that's where I'm at right now. I, I dropped Lincoln off at daycare and now I'm in my bed back in my pajamas and maybe I'll go to the gym today. Maybe I won't. I don't know yet, but I'm just resting here in bed and soaking it all in. So, okay. And right, that is one of the perks of having your own business is you do get that flexibility of getting to decide your hours and decide how to honor your your needs and your self-care. And so that's one of the things I really do appreciate about having my own business. But all right. So on to the details of the retreat. So in the previous episode that I did, which was on Friday morning, right before the retreat started, which is Friday night, um, I'm going to kind of pick up from there. So I um, if you haven't already listened to the previous episode, that's called the night before my first peyote retreat. Um, just so you can know, it's like part one and this is part two. So I spent Friday, I spent all day at this Azure Palm Springs desert retreat or not retreat <laughs> hotel, um, where I got to soak in the healing mineral hot baths all day and just like kind of mentally prepare for my experience and then I got a massage as well and just really like let myself treat myself like a queen that day Um, so that was a beautiful wonderful experience and then I left the hotel Ubered back to the retreat center, which was like 20 minutes away, and all the retreat attendees were showing up. So I was getting really nervous because, you know, being an introvert, I'm usually pretty shy when I'm in a new group setting around new people. And I'm just more kind of like to hang out and watch what's going on before like I immerse myself in the experience. And, you know, just not knowing too like what type of people the ceremony was going to attract. And Um, So I was just feeling a little nervous and overwhelmed. But um, as soon as I sat down in the ceremony circle and I was like, you know, looking at all the people in the room, there was about 10 of us and um, just kind of like feeling into everyone's energy. And I was like, oh, I could tell. I was like, oh, these are my people. I'm going to connect really easily with these people. And they were like smiling and their hearts were just so warm and open and You know, I I feel like if someone's going to attend a plant medicine retreat, it's going to be a certain type of person who's looking for healing and growth and deeper meaning in their life and just like similar values that I have as well. So it was really nice to kind of have that like shared common interest with each person right from the start. So, okay, Friday seems so long ago, even though it was just a couple days ago. (laughs) Um, But I didn't get a whole lot of sleep during the retreat as well. So that's probably why it feels like instead of three days, it literally feels like it was a week-long retreat. But um, so we started off, so it was inside and um, on at the retreat center, there was the Alexander and Aishol were the retreat leaders and it was their home that they welcomed us into and it was a beautiful beautiful property and then there is this other smaller type of building on their property where they hosted the ceremony and so I got to meet Uncle Ron. Uncle Ron was the Native American shaman that was leading the retreat in in Um, distributing the peyote because remember peyote can only be distributed through um, like the native through Native American um, ceremonies and 
So Uncle Ron was there sitting in the circle, and then there was a girl named Ashley who was from traveling from Miami, and she was a mother like myself. She had a one-year-old and six-year-old, so that was nice. Sometimes I feel a little guilty as a mom um, for doing these experiences and like, should I really be leaving Lincoln at home and, you know is everyone going to be okay back home without me? And so it was just nice to see that there was other parents of young children with there as well that, you know, are really focusing on bettering their own physical and, and mental health and well-being. And then Alexander and Aishel had a three-year-old son, Phoenix, that we got to meet. Uh, let's see, who else was at the retreat? There was uh, Blaine, who is from... Um, Guatemala, and he was there um, helping out at the retreat, and he was offering massages and provided cacao for us, and then brought all his instruments and did a lot of singing and performing during the ceremony. And then there was Orion, who was um, drove in from Northern California, and he had done previous plant medicine ceremonies but never done peyote before so just was you know curious about how to incorporate that into his personal wellness journey um let's see there was Bree who was a she's a nomad and has been traveling for like the past five years all over the world and um, has participated in so many different type of plant medicine ceremonies and Uncle Ron invited her to help out of the retreat and she did a lot of singing and um, blessing of the water and the medicine and just like helped out as well. And, and it was really nice to have like a mix of people there, of people who've never experienced plant medicine and then people who've attended lots of plant medicine ceremonies. Like I really appreciated the different levels there. And then there was another man named Bear and oh my gosh, <laughs> he was so fascinating. Um, such a such an interesting story of um, so many things he's had to overcome, like addiction and then being incarcerated and being homeless. And um, I was talking to him so much at the retreat and um, just how plant medicine helped him to get back, get, you know, over the addiction. Actually, a lot of people there was a lot of people that were experiencing addiction, either like personally had overcome it or um, had, you know, loved ones or family members that were going through it, you know, myself included. And so addiction was kind of like a big theme there. And that's, that's a common thing of what attracts people to plant medicine is being able to overcome things like anxiety and depression and addiction and, and just different mental health conditions. So I don't know why that surprised me, but it was nice to know that I wasn't alone in, not that like I have my own addiction, but just um, right, like I have people that I care about that are healing from addictions that has very... Um, very much affected me and is still affecting me right now. So it was just nice to know that nice to know that I wasn't alone on that journey. And so, I mean, it was just, yeah, everyone had such a big story and a big purpose for being there. And, um, I was a little shy at first cause you know, I work from home all days of the week, except for the few times where I'll get out and go to the gym or I'll work at the workspace at my gym. And um, so I kind of forget how to deeply connect with humans outside of my line of coaching work and coaching sessions. Um, so I was a little out of practice at first and my body was like really tense and I was kind of shy. But then as the weekend went on, I started to relax and open up and really enjoy that human connection again. And oh, I, my soul just needed that. So we began the ceremony on Friday night at around, um, around, let's see, I think it was around 6 p.m. We started off sitting in the circle, like just talking and um, everyone explained, you know, like kind of what their intention was with coming to the retreat and 
Uncle Ron guided us as to what to expect for the evening. And then we changed into our bathing suits and we entered the sweat lodge that was on the retreat property. And this was considered the, like the mother's womb. And so we're all huddled in this little like sweat lodge that's made out of sticks and then covered with blankets. And then in the center was this hole where they would put the hot stones and then they would put water over the stones and you get like this blast of steam and heat. And um, so we're sweating and we're going around the circle and expressing ourselves and there's chanting and singing. And it was a very beautiful way to start the retreat and just uh, start to open our hearts and step into this vulnerable place. And um, it was so like eye-opening too to see the men like just expressing themselves. And already some of the men were starting to just cry and bawl. <laughs> and I'm not used to seeing men do that. But I really appreciated that, um, you know, seeing men being able to tap into their emotions like that, I think is so, so healing and what the world needs. And, and that's what plant medicine does for you is it gets you in touch with your emotions in that raw way and giving yourself permission to express them in a, a louder and more visible way. So that's how we start off the retreat. And then we dressed into our ceremony clothes after we were done with that. And they encouraged us to wear white to bring like a very like positive and uplifting energy into the retreat space. Um, and we got comfy in our place. Like I had my pillows and I had blankets and I had a journal and water and my crystals. And I brought a couple things to add to the, like the altar space in the middle of the ceremony circle. Everyone had brought things from home that uncle Ron was going to bless and the women got to, decorate the altar. They had flowers um, and other little decorations that we got to make it look all pretty. And he said the men were responsible for starting the and attending the fire outside and the women are supposed to decorate the altar. And then they also passed out purge buckets, which once I saw that happening, like my heart started racing because I think you if you remember from the previous episode, that was kind of one of my biggest fears is like, I didn't want to purge in front of people. Um, for me, <laughs> getting sick, throwing up is a very private event. Um, but that is the thing with a lot of plant medicine is part of its magic is helping you to purge. Um, and purging can look and show up in all kinds of different ways. It can be crying, it can be sweating, it can be Um, like spitting, gagging, vomiting, diarrhea. Um, I didn't end up, the way I ended up purging was I was peeing like crazy. Like literally every 30 minutes, I had to go to the bathroom (laughs) and pee. And um, I was asking one of my friends about it the next day. I was like, is that normal? I didn't see anybody else peeing that much. And she's like, well, if you think about it, like, our bodies are made up of water and water is energy and the medicine's helping you to, you know, release energy from your body and move things in your body that was stuck and blocked. So she's like, I see that as, as a form of purging. And then of course I did a lot of crying, which I was expecting that because I'm just a crier in general. So yeah, lots of crying, lots of peeing. Um, I was surprised at how gentle the peyote was because my mushroom experience was very intense. Um, But the peyote was very gentle. And that was one of the things that we talked about at the end of the first first night of ceremony was everyone went around the room and shared their experiences. And everyone um, who was new to the peyote was like, oh my gosh, I was like, everyone had like previous plant medicine experience. So they all thought it was going to be more intense, like either like ayahuasca or, or cambo or mushrooms. Um, 
where there's lots of, like I said, lots of purging, lots of hallucinations, but um, it wasn't quite like that with the peyote. And so some of us were wondering, like, you know, did this even work? But of course it did. And, and I'm kind of getting a little bit ahead of myself. So let me backtrack a little bit. Um, so they started off the ceremony with, I guess I think it was around like eight or nine o'clock at night. I don't know. I lost track of time. Um, and they asked us to fast for a couple hours beforehand, just in case anyone did get sick. And you just don't want to take plant medicine on a full on a full belly. It just doesn't, doesn't feel good and the medicine doesn't work as well. And um, so we, they started off with introducing um, hape, or it's, it's pronounced hape or rape, and this is a ceremonial tobacco from the Amazon. And um, Blaine went around the circle distributing it. And I didn't know that this was going to be part of the ceremony. So I was very scared and I actually turned it down the first night. I was the only one that did, but I'm really proud of myself for speaking up. And I just, I just wasn't comfortable with it. I didn't really know what it was. I wanted to do my research. I knew I was going to do it the second night, but as I was going around the room and seeing people's reactions after they're taking it, like it was very intimidating for me. Um, how it was done is it was the tobacco powder was put into this pipe and then um, Blaine would put the pipe at the tip of your nose and then blow the powder up into your nose and you inhale it up into your brain and you immediately like your eyes start watering and there's a burning sensation and you're coughing and you're gagging and you're spitting (laughs) and like everybody's like And then everyone's energy just changed when they did it. Like they're just deep breathing and they went so internal and it just looked like a very intense experience. (laughs) And I was already so nervous about what not to expect or about what to expect from the peyote. So, Um, but like I said, I did my research and found that um, this is not like the the normal tobacco that's in cigarettes, right? It's not addicting. There's no chemicals. Um, There's not any of like the bad stuff that is put into um, cigarettes, but it is like the same type of nicotine. And this is a very healing nicotine that is used um, before you enter, is typically used before you enter plant medicine ceremonies as a way to ground you and calm you and open up your mind and your heart space and get you ready to accept the medicine and so I'll, I'll just talk about what my experience was like with it on the second night is it immediately, well, something else I was excited to do is I was, um, I felt like a cold coming on the previous week and my throat was sore and I had a headache and my nose was stuffy. And then, so I saw that, that the medicine really clears out your sinuses and, um, clears away any like gunk or mucus that is in your, your sinus cavities and, so I was like, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind having some extra medicinal <laughs> help around that. And um, it was really nice because my headache went away and I didn't have a sore throat anymore. So I do feel like the medicine helped me in that way too. And um, it burns so bad. Um, and, you know, just to be fully transparent here, like I've never snorted anything up my nose. Like I've never tried cocaine <laughs> or anything like that. Um you know, so that just was like a new experience for me, putting something up my nose in that way. I think that's what I was really scared about as well. Um, but, oh, man, it was intense. And I just had this like cold sensation going over my body and my fingers um, were tingly and my head was tingly. And I had to really depend on my breath, focus on my breath to like get me through that. And, um, I did feel really nauseous. I I didn't feel like I was going to throw up, but like I had to like really stay still and focus on the flames in front of me from all the candles to really like, just, I don't know. It was, it was a weird experience and I've kind of got this experience when I've done, you know, when I've smoked cannabis before of like, I feel like I have to just stay really still and calm and present. And if I don't, I feel like, because cannabis is still plant medicine as well, just so you, you all know. And 
I know we don't typically look at it like that, but it is. It is a form of plant medicine. And um, when I've like smoked big doses of cannabis in the past, it's it. I feel like I have to really like go deep inside and surrender and let go. Because if I fight it, I feel like it's going to negatively take over my brain and my body. And that's how it felt in this experience too. Like I really had to like just relax my entire body and surrender and let go and trust. And it was um, kind of reminded me of what it was like when I was in the natural birthing process with Lincoln because I had a home birth and you really have to surrender to the pain and the process and trust and let go. So it felt like that all over again in a way. And then um, once I got past the most intense part of it and my body and brain adjusted, um, I really, really enjoyed the feeling of like just, I felt like I had angel wings on my back and I felt so connected to everyone in the room and I could feel everyone's energy and I felt my my spiritual team was with me and I felt like my my um, chakras were all opened and I was so connected to the world and, and humanity and the universe in a way that I'm usually not on an everyday basis. And I felt my spirit guide Margaret was there with me and it was just such an, a beautiful feeling of feeling connected to like a higher realm. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I just felt like everyone in the room, everyone in the room knew how scared I was to try the raw because I didn't try it. You know, I passed, I passed it um, up the experience the first night. So I feel like everyone was like energetically cheering me on. And I really, oh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I've heard so many of my friends try to describe what plant medicine is like. And you really, it's kind of just one of those things. It's kind of like birth and becoming a parent. Like you really just have to go through it. You you can hear all kind of people's journeys and stories, but you are truly not going to understand it until you go through it yourself. So I am glad that I get to like introduce you to it through my stories today. But at the same time, just remember that if you're curious about it, the best way to experience it is just to experience it. So that's, that's kind of what I have for you right now. Hold on, I'm going to take a drink of my tea. Okay, so that was the second night. But so like I said, I didn't do the rape the first night and... So Uncle Ron had prepared the peyote in a mush and in a tea, and the mush looked like like a big bowl of mashed up peas. It was like that kind of green color and texture. So they blessed the medicine, because remember, they bless everything. <laughs> Nothing goes unblessed in the ceremony. And then we pass it around, and we're putting it um, in our, our cups. We put the mush in our cups. And then we're, we combine it with the, I don't know if we combined it with the tea or it was just water, but some kind of liquid. And I, I drank the mush and it was really, oh, it did not taste good at all. And then um, I just did a small amount because I wasn't sure, like, again, what to expect and how powerful it was going to be. And then I just laid down on my little mat after consuming them, they, he said it will start to be, take about 30 minutes to take into effect. And I put my eye mask on and I was just listening to the drum that he was playing and the chanting and everything. And um, just trying to relax my body and putting my hands over my heart and breathing. And um, I did start to see some, some hallucinations Um it was just really weird random images starting to pop up and I don't really know if they had any meaning or not, but they were just really quickly like flashing in front of my eyes and um, I was trying to keep up. I'm like, what did that one mean? What was that one about? What was that? And like by the time I would ask that question, it was already on to the next one. So I was like, okay, I can tell like, right, this is the like hallucination part, but it wasn't really that intense. Not like the mushrooms I did where it was like literally watching 
in being immersed in a Cirque de Soleil show inside my mind. Um, this one was a lot more gentle. And then I didn't even see hallucinations when I opened up my eyes. It was just when I closed my eyes. And then everything became a lot more clear. Like your senses are all heightened. You can hear noises more clearly and you just feel everything on a deeper level. And I felt like this brick, I always felt like I had this brick, energetic, like heavy block in my heart chakra, in my chest. And I felt it again. And then I felt it start to like shift and shake and move and dissolve, which was awesome because that was one of my intentions of going to the ceremony was I felt like blocked in my heart space. And I felt like I couldn't connect with humans and my like higher purpose and things I was offering in my coaching business as much as I wanted to. Um, So I felt that start to move and shift and shake and um, and then I just felt like a lot of intuitive messages start to come through. So as I, I was writing a lot of it down and yeah, so we just spent a couple hours, just everyone just sitting or lying down in their spot. And you could tell everyone was just doing deep thinking and pondering. And then at midnight, so we just laid for a couple hours and, um, everyone's going around the room and doing chanting and singing and not me, but um, the other people who came to help at the ceremony. And then at midnight, they bless this water and then we pass this water around and we drink from it. And then after that, it was time for the women to um, express themselves as Uncle Ron said. And the men all just had to listen And I really, um, I actually really enjoyed this part. It was a little bit scary for me because I was like, oh, are the guys going to want to listen to what we have to think and say? But it ended up turning out to be really beautiful and and even more beautiful and powerful the second night, which I'll explain about here shortly. (coughs) So um, yeah, we spent, again, time, I had no concept of time but maybe it was 30 minutes, maybe it was an hour, I don't know. But the women, all, we all just like started talking to each other and everybody was listening. And um, the biggest theme was we were all saying how gentle the peyote was. And then our, our takeaway from that was gentle is still powerful. That the peyote didn't have to be this overwhelming, intense bodily experience in order to still be working. So that was our theme that night and, and to let go of expectations. So gentle is powerful and to let go of expectations. So the women were just going around and sharing, each was sharing their personal experience with the peyote so far. And then eventually we invited the men to join in and, and some of the men had fallen asleep. <laughs> Typical, right? <laughs> um, but the ones that were still awake were sharing about their experiences as well. And so that was really nice. And then um, after that, we were finished with the ceremony and for that evening, and we got to go sleep in our room for a couple hours. And then Uncle Ron would come back and get us. And then we, in the morning at 6 a.m., we returned back to the the ceremony and we went outside and we greeted the day as the sun was rising and we stood in front of the fire and then we came back into the circle and we, um, they, they gave us food to eat. It was corn that represent the mental and then venison that represented the body, I think, and then blueberries that represent the spirit something along those lines. But so they passed it around a bowl of each and we ate those and then um, more singing, more chanting, more expressing ourselves as we went around the circle and then talking about what to expect for the upcoming day. And then after we were done with that, we got to just, we ate breakfast together and then we um, just pretty much relaxed throughout the rest of the day because remember we were up again. We were up all night. So there was a slack line. I was using the slack line for a little bit. There was a pool to relax by. Um, we were just connecting and talking with each other, getting to know 
each other on a deeper level. Some people were sleeping. I slept for a couple hours, but I just had so much adrenaline running through my body that I wasn't really able to (laughs) sleep and relax. Hence why I'm so tired right now. And then we had to stop eating around like 4 p.m. So that way we could give ourselves like four or five hours before we took the peyote again that night. And yeah, it was pretty much just low key on Saturday. I reached out to a couple of my friends who had done plant medicine and, and one of them that was the one that told me about the plant medicine experience. And um, just told them about what was coming up and they it was really helpful to to have them be like, oh yeah, you know, that happened to me as well, or oh that's normal, or and then guide me as to like how to show up and what to, you know, kind of expect or not expect for the second night. And then the ceremony was very the second night was very similar. Um so it was very similarly structured to how it was the first night and except we didn't do the sweat lodge to start out. We ended up doing the sweat lodge on Sunday morning to end the circle. And so, like I said, I, I started off with doing the rape this time, which I think made the experience so much better. And now I know that every time I do a plant medicine ceremony and they offer rape, I'm always going to do it now because I'm not scared of it anymore. And that's what, when we did the women's sharing part for night two, that was one of the things I said. I was like, oh my gosh, the thing I was most scared about was the rape. And that actually ended up being my favorite part of the experience. And that was like the lesson for me there was that the things that I'm most scared about are the things that are going to bring you the the most joy and fulfillment on the other side. Um, so I really, really liked that lesson and that like just lets me know, you know, anything else in life that I'm really, really terrified of, like that's the thing that once I get through it will bring me the greatest joy and fulfillment in life. So that was a really beautiful lesson. And um, this time Uncle Ron had only prepared a tea mixture for us with the peyote. He didn't have the mush stuff this time. And I felt like it was even more gentle the second night. But he said that he made it a little bit more gentle the second night because we still had the peyote medicine inside of us from the first night. So I did appreciate that approach. And I didn't have any like visual hallucinations the second night Uh, My body just felt a lot more relaxed and calm and um, I physically felt better because like I said, my headache had gone away and my throat didn't hurt anymore and um, I could just tell like the medicine was working on my body on a physical level, which was really nice. And then I think the biggest thing for night two was the, the women's expression part again. So at midnight, we had we drank the blessed water and then uncle Ron gave the women the space again to express themselves. Let me take another drink of tea here. I'm drinking a dandelion and green tea right now. So I could feel these topics coming up inside my body. And there was a part of my brain that was like, no, no, I don't want to talk about these topics. These topics are embarrassing. These topics are vulnerable. I don't know if these topics are appropriate for a ceremonial space like this. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? The things that I'm most embarrassed about and ashamed about, that means I haven't talked about it enough. And I feel like this really is the space to go into these topics. So, and this is kind of what I naturally am good at anyway. So I just bring up these really taboo topics into the space and like ask for everyone's opinion around them. Um, We talked about circumcision. (laughs) I know you're going to be like, like what, Krista? Where does this come from? (laughs) Um. We talked about transgender surgeries and just like people's opinions on, do you agree with like with parents being able to alter 
kids' bodies before they're adults, essentially. So like when parents decide to circumcise their boys, they're basically taking, they're basically altering a physical part of the body. They're mutilating a part of the body and not giving the child the choice if they want that part of the bo- that body to be altered or not. And I participate in a lot of circumcisions as a labor and delivery nurse. So I have really strong views and opinions about it from my personal experience. Um, and then it, it also kind of flowed into the topic as well that another woman brought up of, um, is it safe to let kids that identify, you know, if you're born a male, but you identify as female and vice versa to let them go through transgender surgery before you're a full adult and let them, you know, just alter their hormones and all the things. And it's a, it's a very controversial topic. And, um, so we, we started talking about that, um, and everyone had really, you know, kind of strong views on it, but it was also so beautiful of everyone just had the space to share their personal experiences with it or what they thought about it in a very like loving heart-centered way. And if you think about it, like it's really hard, like there's most places in our world, people don't know how to hold space for controversial topics and hard conversations like that. Um, because most people aren't taught how to hold space. And that's why I, I so love the coaching community and the coaching profession is we're professionally taught how to hold space for strong emotions and other people's opinions that are different from our own. So that way you can really like see and hear and witness people without having to interject your own like thoughts, feelings, ideas, experiences, and all of that. And then I brought up the topic of non-traditional relationships. And I told everyone in the circle, I was like, you know, I'm in the past, I've, I've been in an open marriage and I've experienced polyamory and I'm currently in an open relationship right now. And, and lots of people had, um, you know, questions around that. And so we got on the topic of, you know, is it okay to open up your relationship and what does that really mean? And are you negatively letting in someone else's energy? And is your partner going to be able to like really consistently support you when you bring other people in? And um, it was really interesting to hear all these different angles of people's concerns and thoughts um, in ways I've never thought about before. And, and the conversation kind of took an interesting turn after that. One of the women in the group had been really badly cheated on in a previous relationship. And so the relationship or the conversation got really triggering for her. And she even spoke up and said, like, this is really triggering for me. And Uncle Ron, like, taught us. It was really cool. He taught us how to deal with the triggers when they would come up. So I'm assuming that maybe this is a common theme that does happen in circles, especially when you give women the room to start talking. And he taught us that to deal with the triggers, you first acknowledge what you're feeling. Because right when you're, you're triggered, you're feeling all these, these deep emotions inside your body that are coming up in this unprocessed pain and wounds and hurt. And then he said, can you give yourself a new perspective around it? you know, do you need to physically move around the room or do you need to like look at it from a different lens or angle? And then he said, maybe you just have to physically remove yourself from the trigger and come back to it later. So I love that like three-step perspective. And I'm going to teach that with my coach training students as well, because a lot of triggers will come up um, in the coach training space. And and it's good because you want to learn how to move through and process your triggers so that way you can hold space for your own clients triggers as well and so this woman got really triggered and at first I like told myself oh my gosh I did something bad I triggered her and I remembered the work that I'm doing with my therapist right now that when someone gets triggered I've learned I don't have to personally take it on and and that's why I end up telling her and I'm like you know I hear that you're triggered right now and I, and there's a part of me that wants to tell myself that I'm triggering you, but I know that I'm not triggering you and I, I see that the conversation is triggering you right now. And then I told her, I was like, you know, I can, I just can tell that there's a lot of hurt and pain 
from being cheated on in your last relationship. And I'm so sorry that happened to you. And um, I was really trying to not take it personal and to just hold space for her and the pain that she was, the unprocessed pain that was coming up for her. And and I told her, you know, and this was all happening in the circle and everyone's listening. And it was really beautiful the way this happened. And even Uncle Ron acknowledged us for moving through the the conversation in this way. And um, I told her, I was like, you know, what a beautiful opportunity that the triggers are coming up in this safe space and that you you now know what needs to be healed next in your life if you're ready to do that. And she's like, no, you're right. You're right. And um, I agree with you. And I'm glad this is happening. And I'm sorry if I didn't approach this conversation in the way that I needed to. And it was just, a, it was really beautiful to witness how I approach the conversation so differently from all the work I've been doing in therapy over the past year. And then all of us having like just our hearts so open from the peyote medicine that we could work through this. And I think that is the point of plant medicine is, right, like what attracts people to plant medicine is they're wounded, they're hurting, they're sick. And it's because we don't know how to work with our pain and our emotions. And we don't know how to process it and we numb out. And that's where addictions come from. That's where anxiety comes from. That's where depression comes from. So this is really the medicine and the community and the ceremony is really forcing you to be present with the things that we normally don't want to face head on. And so it was healing for me to, you know, bring up and and talk about like, yeah, this is this is why I have open relationships and this is why I, I believe in, you know, getting the power to choose the way you want to love and, and the way that you want to form a relationship with your partner and that you don't have to just choose monogamy because everyone else is doing it. And uh, that was really like healing for me to speak up about it and, and teach people about it because um, a lot of people in the circle right weren't, you know, super familiar with how like the lifestyle works. And, uh, and then it was just really good for me to be with that other girl's trigger and to see it for what it was. And I am going to do a therapy session with my therapist on Wednesday and just help me to process and unpack a little bit more about what happened in that space. Cause it was kind of an intense experience for me. And then uncle Ron was going around the room and kind of like sharing his, observations with everyone about like kind of like what he was seeing and experiencing in everyone's energy and the things that they were sharing. Um, and I'm going to be honest here. I didn't know if I should speak up and, and say this, but I'm going to because I'm learning how to speak up more and share my truth. Um, there's this like beautiful bird outside my window right now. I don't know if it's a woodpecker or what it is, but I don't normally don't see this bird outside my window. (laughs) See, this is what I love about doing plant medicine is like, I'm just like noticing everything so much more. Like I feel like my senses were just all awakened and I just have such like a, a greater appreciation and gratitude for these little things that I never would have noticed before. It's, it's really beautiful. I really (laughs) appreciate this, this new place that I'm in. I hope I can stay in this place. Um, but so, yeah, I'm going to talk with my therapist on Wednesday and just like share the experience with her too. And she is my therapist. She's so badass, and she has done a lot of work with ayahuasca in Costa Rica and, and has really encouraged me to get into plant medicine as well to do deeper healing. And so I'm really excited that like she's going to understand where I'm coming from and not be like, what's plant medicine? Like, what did you do this weekend? So I really appreciate my therapist in that way. And, um, yeah, there's a part of me that's like still telling myself that I was too controversial in the circle and that I brought up topics that weren't appropriate and I did something bad and I hurt people because I, brought in my own stories and opinions about controversial topics and and just like all this like I just feel this 
part of me that wants to shame myself right now and wants to say I took up too much space, I did something wrong, I should have been quieter, um, you know, and just things that I'm really trying to overcome. And I want to really give myself permission and acknowledgement that I did something that was very scary and I spoke up in a new way and I like loved myself in a new way. I honored myself in a new way. And I, I saw a shift too in the way that the people in ceremony treated me before the second night and then after the second night happened. And I felt that because like I had respected myself on a deeper level, everyone else had like greater respect for me as well. And um, after night two, like people were coming up to me and um, their energy was just different. And I could tell they just looked at me in a different way. They looked at me more as like a leader. Um, and I could just tell like they honored my my courage and my bravery to put myself out there in that vulnerable way. And some had even said that, like, Krista, you were so vulnerable and you talked about these topics that I've never heard people talk about before. And uh, um, so it was good. It was good. But I do need to, like I said, I need a little bit more support around that from my therapist and to just really <laughs> make sure that I'm working through some of those stories and beliefs that are trying to come up right now that I, I took up too much space and I, I, there was too much attention on me and I did a bad thing. But <clears throat> so, oh, but yeah, so Uncle Ron was going around the room and, and sharing his perspective. Oh, no, it says the maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. That's a new thing. When did that start happening? Okay, well, it looks like I have 10 minutes left here, so... <laughs> I'm going to start to wrap up and this is getting really long. I don't really like to create episodes over 30 minutes, but there's so much to share. Um, so he was going around the room, sharing his perspective on kind of like what everyone's going through. And I just, I really didn't appreciate the way he did it. And I wish he would have asked for permission first. This is what we teach in coach training before you're going to be like really direct and share your observations of what you see coming up for your clients. And, and Uncle Ron's a life coach as well. But like, I wish he just would have said something like, Krista, can I share with you what I'm noticing and what I'm seeing for you? And then I would have been in a much more open, receptive space. And some of the things he said was really hard to hear. Um, and I don't know, like, it just kind of felt like maybe there was a form of like misunderstanding or judgment coming off of his tone. And I really, I, I just felt shut down after he shared the things that he was noticing and seeing within myself. And it was kind of embarrassing that, right, this was also happening in front of a group of people. And I lost a little bit of trust for him after that. And then he didn't even invite me to respond you know, normally what we teach in coach training is after you share an observation with your client, then you want to say, what's your, you know, what's your thoughts around that? Or I may be wrong. I may be off here. This is what I'm noticing and seeing. Does that feel true for you? What's coming up for you? Like he didn't present it in that way. And so I really wasn't a, I'm sure there was like beautiful wisdom and lessons and insights and what he was sharing with me, but the way he presented it, it didn't feel safe and I wasn't able to fully receive it. And it, I, I shut down after that. And even, um, one of the girls, Ashley, she is a, um, she's a therapist. And so she could sense that I was shutting down. And in the morning when we were going around, the circle and sharing. She's like, Hey, I just want to honor and like acknowledge Krista for speaking up in this way. And I just want her to feel supported and I don't want her to feel judged. And like, I really appreciated Ashley saying that. And, oh, and she said, I, I don't want Krista to feel attacked. And, um, so that I really appreciate her saying that. Cause I think there, there was a small part of me that felt a little bit judged and attacked. And, you know, the ceremony is supposed to be a safe space. 
Um, but maybe I presented it in a really triggering way. And, and so when we did the sweat lodge that morning to close the ceremony, like I was like, Hey guys, I just want to speak up one last time and just kind of like share my perspectives of, you know, why I choose to be in non-traditional forms of relationships. And, um, and I, you know, I was like, I just want to invite all of you to be curious about it and maybe to be able to kind of see it a little bit more from my perspective. And so I just had shared about how the lifestyle has become like a part of my soul family. And they are some of the most like nicest and most loving and open-minded people I've ever met in my life. And the lifestyle has a culture of its own, has its own type of rituals. And so just like Uncle Ron was inviting us into his rituals and ceremonies and customs, the lifestyle is, 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 there's so many parallels in it as well. And I don't think people realize that. And I was trying to explain, you know, it's not about sex, but it's about connecting with humans on a deeper level. And there's some people that want, that can hold space for multiple relationships at the same time. And I was just really trying to like share the benefits of it. And, and then I really appreciate Ashley because she was, after I shared that, she's like, oh my gosh, Krista, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. And she's like, I have a whole new appreciation now for this. And, and she's like, I kind of see it as like, you know, like someone who's homosexual or someone who's gay. Like it's, it's a form of honoring your sexuality and honoring the way you want to love people. And I was like, yes, exactly. That's, that's what I've been trying to say. And she's like, you know, she's like, I consider myself very open-minded and I would never want to judge someone for being gay. And she's like, I realized that I was subconsciously judging people who were in more non-traditional forms of relationships. And she's like, Krista, you have so like opened my heart and my mind around this. And like, for me, that was a win. That was a success to just be able to give people a new perspective around this. And, and again, not saying you don't have to do it for yourself. You don't, I'm not pushing my values and beliefs on anyone. I'm just here to share about why I do what I do, why I believe what I believe in, and um, just to invite everyone to hold space for that. And so, <sighs> yeah. Um, so after that, um, after the sweat lodge, after we did some good releasing and sweating, we jumped in the pool and then we ate breakfast and we all rested for a little bit and all hopped on our airplanes to head back home. And I got in late to St. Louis last night and got a, a full night's sleep. But like I said, I'm just going to take it easy today and really start to continue process and integrating everything that happened and see how I do feel changed. I feel changed. I feel like a different version of myself after going through that. And I want to see what that looks like as I show up in all my normal interactions this week with my family and with my business and with my clients. And I'm excited. And and I want to continue doing plant medicine. Um, and I'll see when the universe calls me to step into the next ceremony. And I'm I'm hoping the next one will be ayahuasca. I feel like this was a really good baby step to get ready for ayahuasca, which is definitely a more intense form of plant medicine, as I was talking about earlier. Um, so if any of you have any you know, comments that you want to share with me, feel free to share them in the Facebook group or private message me on Instagram or Facebook or email me. If you want to know more about the ceremony that I attended, I'm happy to you know, share those details. They will have upcoming retreats in Palm Springs. But hopefully this was able to satisfy your curiosity. And uh, like I said, I hope you took away some, some gems from this experience. And I know that I'll continue to talk about plant medicine more in the future because it's going to be a very important part of my personal development journey now moving forward as it already has been, you know, the past couple of years. So thank you so much for holding space for me, for listening to my story today. Um, I so love and appreciate all of you and I will see you in the next episode.
I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed at this time. And if you're ready to up-level your coaching skill set and learn how to confidently coach at the transformational PCC level in order to help your clients get bigger breakthroughs and better results, then join our Born to Coach Training Academy at buildyourlifecoachingbiz.com forward slash certification. Thank you.